What's up, guys? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all as always. It's been about a week since I was on here last. Had a lot of lacrosse go down this week, obviously with conference tournament play, semifinals, and finals for um, every conference besides the ACC, obviously, uh, not having a tournament this year and not having that AQ. Um, every conference tournament is in the books. And, you know, last time we were on the podcast, we talked bracketology. Well, I have in my hands right now a official bracket. And we just got done watching the Selection Sunday show. Greatest Sunday of the year. Forget the Super Bowl. Selection Sunday for basketball. Selection Sunday for lacrosse is the greatest Sunday of the year. Hands down. Personally. Let's get into this bracket. So, first off, I'll go over the automatic qualifiers. So, these are the Teams who won their conference tournaments. Maryland, out of the Big Ten, they beat Johns Hopkins. Had to come back in that one, uh, avoid the upset um, against Hopkins, who ended the season on on a pretty high note. Um, you know, U two under Peter Milliman uh, is you know shaping up. You know, by all means, you know, looking at how they ended this year, um, could, could be a pretty good one. Uh, they're at Homewood, uh, but Maryland gets the Big Ten title. They stay undefeated, 12-0, and and they get that Big Ten AQ. Georgetown locked up the Big East AQ as they took down Denver for a third straight full season, third straight conference tournament. We had Lehigh win the Patriot League, and um, this is a a different situation here where um, Loyola actually had, Loyola had a positive COVID test um, actually this morning, so that game was not played, Loyola had to forfeit, uh, Lehigh gets the Patriot League title there, um, you know, unfortunately for you know, both teams, um, you know, Kevin Cassis, uh, Lehigh's head coach, had kind of a, a statement that he made. Um, it's on Twitter on the athletics website. Uh, that was very well put from him um, on everything that's kind of went down this morning uh, with that game. Uh, disappointing for, for both teams, really, um, and, and fans. I mean, that was going to be a very exciting contest. Um Loyola, you know, is one of the hottest teams in the country right now, and we'll talk about them here um, in a little bit. Monmouth won the MAC tournament. Uh, that was a very exciting conference tournament game, a conference title game there against Manhattan, as Monmouth got that win. Bryant took down St. Joseph's to win the NEC. St. Joe's. Uh, their win streak stops at nine, and Bryant gets the win. 
Fun will fact here. The, the NEC has not had the number one seed win the conference tournament since 2013. 13. Last team to do so, Bryant. So uh, that trend continues, obviously, this year with Bryant, uh, who was the number two seed, taking down number one seed St. Joseph's to gobble up the NECAQ. Vermont grabbed the America East AQ. Uh, big, big win for the Catamounts. Uh, Coach Fife's in his squad there. That is a program that has been building, building, building. Um, you know, there has I mean, there have been so many years where um, I can't. Has it been three years in a row, or was it three years in a row? I don't exactly remember how many years, but they've been in that semifinal contest. It feels like um, for multiple years now, um, and, and they've been right on the verge of taking that AQ, of taking that next step. And Vermont takes that uh, this year as they make their very first NCAA tournament debut. Drexel, or Drexel, excuse me, wins the CAA, um, pummeled Hofstra in the first half. Um, it was 10 to 1 with like three minutes left in the second period. Um, they just came out the gates firing, took down Hofstra, and got that CAA bid. High Point takes the SOCON bid. As they go back to the NCAA tournament for the second time, um, first time since uh, 2015, which was the first year. Um, uh, oh, excuse me. 2015 was the was that the uh, that was the America uh, or the A Sun, I believe, because it was the A Sun, and then they went to SoCon um, when the and now we'll have A Sun and SoCon. Next year, so High Point uh, upsets Richmond. Really, really good win there um, for the Panthers. So those are the AQ uh, automatic qualifiers: Maryland, Georgetown, Lehigh, Monmouth, Bryant, Drexel, and High Point in Vermont are your automatic qualifiers for twenty twenty. One. Now let's move on here um, to your at-large bids, eight auto bids, eight at-larges. You get North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Notre Dame, and Denver. Then you get Rutgers, Syracuse, and Loyola as your at-large bids there. Um, Loyola, obviously, mentioned the COVID situation. Doesn't sound like they're going to be, doesn't sound like they're going to miss any of the NCAA tournament, so uh, they should be good to go. I believe it was Terry Foy of Inside Lacrosse reported um, earlier today that everybody else had tested negative besides uh, the one individual who tested positive. They traveled uh, back on the. They traveled back separately 
to campus uh, while the team, tra- everyone else traveled um, together there. Again, we don't know. It was a tier one individual within the Greyhounds program. I don't know uh, if that was a player, coach, you know who it was, but um, looks like Loyola will be in the clear. Um, most of these teams should be in the clear um, by next weekend. Um, most of these college kids probably have herd immunity anyway. Everyone's pretty much gotten it by now. Um, moving on to the bracket here. So we have gone over your seeded teams. Oh, excuse me. We've gone over your AQs and your at-larges. Now, here's the teams that got seeds. So remember, you have eight seeded teams and you have eight non-seeds. So, uh, you know, there was kind of a debate going on earlier today. Who's going to get that number one seed? Is it going to be an undefeated Maryland? Is it going to be a North Carolina? Is it going to be Duke? Um and those were kind of the three that people threw out there. I think most of us could kind of, you know, I think most of us didn't, most of us did not think Duke was going to get that. Um, and they do not. They get the number two seed. Carolina gets the number one seed. That's a surprise for me. And I know that was a surprise for everybody. I, I, I thought Carolina was going to get that number one. That's not the surprising part. I firmly believed Maryland was the number two seed. You're undefeated. Did the kind, no, they've struggled. Not struggled. I mean, they're undefeated, but, you know, they've had some scares the past couple weeks against Hopkins. Did that, you know, t- did that, I don't want to say devalue them, but did that bring them down a notch? Maybe. Um, And they did have to call back in that title game. So Maryland drops to number three as North Carolina and Duke, the Tobacco Road rivals, get that number one and number two seeds. Maryland, number three. And then, you know, going forward, we have Virginia, Georgetown, as four and five. Notre Dame gets the number six seed. Denver with seven and Lehigh with eight. Just like the Maryland being number three, my second takeaway here, how in the world do you put the Irish at number six? Like, I certainly would have had them at number four. If you're going to put Maryland at three, put you have to put Notre Dame at four. Yes, Virginia is a very good team. But to put, and Virginia did beat the Irish. That That is a good um, you know, argument to make. But to put Notre Dame at six, four, five, I think would be the least. Um, that's the lowest they should be. Um, in this one. So that was surprising that Notre Dame dropped down to number six. Um, You know, they do have those three losses. All three of those losses are in the ACC, though. Um, So, you know, that that is also something to to think about there. 
um, to look at when looking at the Irish. Number seven and number eight, I have no problem with. Denver seven, Lehigh eight. Um, you know, I have no problem with either of those seats. Now, looking at the unseated teams, uh, you know, one, Rutgers finally got in. Rutgers, they, they've been kind of climbing. They've shot themselves in the foot multiple times. I thought maybe they did again this year with losing that semifinal game to Johns Hopkins. They get in. The Scarlet Knights are in first time in uh, 16 years, I believe, that Rutgers is in the tournament. Um, and, and they've got a big game against Lehigh. And we'll go through all these games here um, in a minute. So Rutgers gets in. Um, you know, you know, they were certainly a bubble team, um, you know, in my view. As was Loyola. And Loyola gets in. As was Syracuse. And Syracuse gets in. The two teams, you know, Navy, I, I thought had, you know, they they sent their chances home. I mean, they they blew their chance in that semifinal game against Loyola. I didn't think there was a, uh, in the quarterfinal game against Loyola. Excuse me. I didn't think there was a chance that they were going to get in once they lost to Loyola. Now, Loyola goes and beats Army in the semifinal game of the Patriot League. And that puts Army in a situation. And that potentially hurt, you know, I, I, I thought, certainly, if Loyola gets in, you got to put Army in, right? And you got to keep Syracuse out. You know, how much weight can you give a Syracuse pretty dang good win over Robert Morris, um, you know, to to, to top off a, a very, very tough day for the Orange with everything that's been going on around that program uh, with the Chase Scanlon situation. I, you know, these guys have, have braved through it this season, these past couple weeks, um, and they've shown unbelievable fight these past couple games, especially in their season finale against RMU. But Army beat Syracuse. Like, don't forget that. Army beat Syracuse. I, I don't know how you put Syracuse in here. And I, I've talked to Syracuse fans, multiple Syracuse fans, since that uh, since the bracket was announced just a short while ago, and they all agree with me. Why in the world is Syracuse in this thing? Why? This, this is ludicrous, man. Like, this is ridiculous. You, you're going to put Syracuse in over Army. If you're going to put Loyola in, you got to put Army in. That, that's just my thought process on that. Some of y'all might disagree with that, but if you're going to put Loyola in there, you got to put Army in. Loyola beat Army. That 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 is fair. Army had ha, had had a chance to improve their resume and win that semifinal game, possibly win the Patriot League title game, if you know would have gone on and 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 played in that, and, and if it was played, you know, I, I, 
I just don't know how you put them in there. If you're going to put Loyola in, in, in my mind, you, you got to put Army in. And, you know, I'll beat that drum forever. Um, Army should have been in this one. It's an absolute disgrace. It's disgusting. It's low. It's pathetic. You know, whatever words you want to put on it, it's absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Now, let's get into these games here and uh, what the bracket looks like here. So, um, number one, North Carolina. I'm going top down here. So, if you have the um, bracket in front of you, you can look at that. I'm going top down. So, from number one to the number two seed at the very bottom. I'm going to go top down here. North Carolina will face Monmouth in the first round of the tournament. Uh, That one will be in Chapel Hill. So uh, the locations for the first round have been announced. Chapel Hill, Charlottesville, College Park, and Denver is where they're going to be. So UNC, Virginia, Maryland, and Denver will host. Um, So... That one is in is at UNC, and that one will be a Saturday game. Next game up here as we go top down, number eight Lehigh and Rutgers. This is probably the best game of the first round, no joke. This is you know you look at what Lehigh has, what they've done this year with Michael Sisselberger leading them at the faceoff dot. And then look at all Rutgers has offensively. Um, the, the weapons they have there with Coast, Mullins, Charlotte uh, Mbedes. These are two very, very good and very capable teams. This is going to be you know, likely the best game of the first round. Going to be a fin- phenomenal uh, matchup. Very, very excited when I saw that one come across the screen. Number five, and that one is at Virginia, where that one will be played at Clockner. Georgetown, number five, Hoyers will play Syracuse in the first round there. Um, you know, Georgetown coming off a big, big East three-peat, uh, you know, three-peating as champions there. Uh, they will take on Syracuse. This one is at Maryland, where that one will be played, you know that that's that, that's an that's probably the second most intriguing matchup for me. And this one, you know, Georgetown, I like how they're playing right now. I, I mean, we saw freshman Don Hess step up, and he came up big in that Big East title game. We saw we saw a number of guys step up. Um, in that game on both ends, the Hoyas defense is one of the best in the nation. Uh, with Owen McElroy, you know, anchoring them in cage, Gibson Smith, um, you know, as their top pole there. I, you know, I like the Hoyas in, in this game, uh, but from what we've seen out of Syracuse with their offense, how they've done with Seabold starting at that attack spot, obviously you got guys like Trimboli. You know, the freshman Hiltz has had an amazing 
past couple of weeks, really season, um, whole season's been amazing from him. And then you look at Jacob Fop and uh, Jacob Fop at the dot. Him and, and, and James Riley, I think, is a really good, a really interesting matchup at the faceoff dot. End. Number four, moving on here, Virginia will face Bryant in the first round. That is, you know, that's an interesting one. I, it, it, it's, you know. Outside of Carolina Monmouth, I think it's probably the the least intriguing one for me in terms of upset potential. But remember, Bryant upset Syracuse back in 2011 as well uh, with Coach Pressler there. Uh, the Bulldogs are back in the NCAA tournament. That you know, possibly could see something going on there. And 2006, I think I mentioned this before, Virginia was the defending national champs, and they were upset by a Delaware team uh, that went on a miraculous run to the uh, championship weekend. So, um, no, Virginia has done, you know, has been victim before of such runs. So, um, well, I think, you know, pound for pound, and look, Virginia hasn't played in like two, three weeks now. So how they come out, I think, is going to be very interesting. That's probably... The number one storyline I'm looking at coming into that game. Uh, but Bryant, very, very capable team. Marco Vork is back for them um, after being out uh, practically all season. I think he just came back the last uh, game or the last two games of the season. And he's been phenomenal for them as he has um, his entire career. Now, this one I love, man. We get a battle of the Bone Hearts. Battle between the Bone Hearts, however you want to call it. You get Maryland and Vermont. This is going to be, you got two Bone Hearts. Obviously with Jared and Jesse for Maryland. And then obviously you have a Bone Heart coaching uh, as an assistant coach for uh, Vermont as well. Um, this is th- this is going to be an interesting one, interesting family battle there between um, the Catamounts and the Terrapins. Um, th- that that's that's going to be a, a, an exciting one just for that um, alone. So uh, number three Maryland playing Vermont, um, and that one will be in College Park. Obviously, the Virginia game is at Virginia. They're hosting their own game there. Moving on here, number six, Notre Dame plays Drexel. And look, this is one, you know, I, I certainly, I have Notre Dame. I've already filled out my bracket. I have them as a championship weekend team. But, you know, it, 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 if you're going to say upset potential, what we've seen out of Drexel these past you know, few past month or so, you know, I, you know, they certainly I, I don't think are as talented or as deep at every position as Notre Dame. But if, if they can catch the Irish sleeping, um, this could I mean they could take them to the wire. Um, and really, all these teams very very good, very talented teams. So that's that's you know. Syracuse, Georgetown, I don't know 
if you could really call that an upset because it's Syracuse, but you know, that one and, and, and Drexel and Notre Dame are the two games that I have circled as potential upset potential. I, I wouldn't call Rutgers one of the high and upset in by any means. Moving on here, number seven, Denver and Loyola. This is another very, very good game. I'd say this is the second best game of the first round. Obviously, we have a Denver team uh, coming off of that Big East title loss. We have a Loyola team, obviously, had that COVID situation, could not play in that Patriot League title game, but they're playing some of their best lacrosse of the season. You've got guys like uh, James James Evans back, and you look at a guy like Lindley and Olmstead and what they're doing offensively. Sam Schaefer has really come into his own in cage the past few weeks. Um, you know, Denver, we know what they can do. Obviously, you've got that two-headed monster and Staphakis and Irwin at the face-off dot. Uh, Moral, Walker, you know, names are endless there. On offense, I think this Denver defense has really progressed as the season has gone on as well. Um, very, as a younger unit last year, a bit more experienced with Colin Squires coming back into the fold this year after that injury. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting one, kind of a tale of two. There are two teams coming in on different roads um, into the tournament here. So that is, you know, my second best game of the tournament, uh, you know, as I have circled here. And the last game on the, and that one is in Denver, obviously. And the Notre Dame Drexel game is in Denver also. The last game we have on the docket here, we have number two, Duke versus High Point. As much as I would love to see the SoCon get a uh, conference first tournament win, man, I just can't see it happening. I, I just can't see it happening. I know these two teams have played before, and I know this High Point team is playing better than they have all year right now. I, I, I just can't see it happening. Just, just not in the tournament, not against this Duke team. Last year's Duke team, yeah. This year's Duke team, no. But still really happy that the uh, Panthers made it in. I can't remember who said it, but they said, you know, High Point is America's team. And very quite literally, when you look at the uh, the geographical diversity of that roster, could also say the Canada's team as well have some Canadians on that roster also. So now that we've gone through the whole bracket here, we've talked a bit about some of these games. I'll go more in depth into this stuff kind of um, as we get closer to Saturday. We'll have a podcast on Thursday previewing the first round more in depth here, um, but just kind of first glance. We've gone over things um, as in depth as I'm going to go on this podcast here um, today. Now, you know, I have filled out my bracket, and let's go. I, I, I will give y'all who I have in this bracket, um, who I have won in this thing. North Carolina, so start again, top to bottom. UNC Monmouth, I got UNC. Lehigh Rutgers, I think that's a close one. 
I, I really like both these teams. I've been a fan of both of these teams all season long, but I got to take the Mountain Hawks. I, I think Lehigh is, is Rutgers for the past couple seasons, and I, I thought Dujano was well, was going to improve this. He did. You know the, the transfer of him him coming in, they improved it at times, but and especially early on, but lately. The faceoff dot has not been a, a strong suit, a strong point for this Scarlet Knights team. And that's been their downfall. Um, so I think Lehigh obviously has them beat in that department. I think that alone gives Lehigh the, the edge in this one. So I'm taking Lehigh. Georgetown and Syracuse, I'm taking the Hoyas. I think that's going to be a, a, a very, very tight game, though, as well as Lehigh Rutgers. Virginia Bryant, you know, mentioned Bryant has has upset teams before, but I'm taking the Cavaliers on this one. Maryland, Vermont, I'm taking Maryland. Notre Dame and Drexel, I'm taking Notre Dame, but I do think that one will probably be probably be a bit closer than some more casual fans might anticipate it being. Denver and Loyola. You know what, Loyola, they're, they're playing hot right now. I think they're going to be energized after what happened today. I'm taking the Greyhounds in this one. I'm taking Denver as the first seeded team, the only seeded team to get beat in this first round. And then I'm taking Duke over High Point. Moving on to the second round here. North Carolina. And Lehigh, I am taking the Tar Heels. Man, if that game, um, if that matchup actually does happen, looking at what not only just Tyre, Tucci versus Sisselberger, but you get Krieg and Spence in, in, in Cage. You look at guys like Chris Gray, um, Justin Anderson, Christian Mule, um, and, and company for Lehigh. That's going to be one heck of a matchup if that indeed does happen. Uh, you know, taking Carolina here to move on and punch their ticket to championship weekend, first championship weekend appearance since winning the title in 2016. Georgetown and Virginia. You know, again, if this does happen, one heck of a game. I'm taking Virginia though. Uh, I think they got a bit of an edge there on the Hoyas, but not by much. Now, I'm going to come back to this one. Maryland and Notre Dame. I'm going to come back to that. And we're going to go Royal or Duke. So this is that bottom game there. I'm picking Duke to uh, head back to championship weekend for a what did that be? Third consecutive time, I believe. Um, they've been there a lot. Okay, Maryland and Notre Dame. I know I, and I literally, I have Notre Dame written in here. I have the Irish written in here. But I'm thinking about going back on this one because a rule of thumb that I always have, and I always tell everyone this, never count out John Tillman. Give me the Terrapins. Give me the Terrapins. So this is my championship weekend. And again, 
that one, Maryland Notre Dame, that's going to be like a triple overtime game. Like, just count on it. Like, I, I feel like we're going to see a lot of overtime games here in this tournament, no matter if it's first round, second round, well, semifinals. And talking of the semifinals, let's move on here. So, Carolina and Virginia in that first semifinal game. Oh. Give me Carolina. Give me the Tar Heels to punch their ticket to the national title game. Maryland and Duke. Maryland's back in the in championship weekend. Since missing it for the first time in, what, seven years in 2019. Duke is back in it as well. You got the two, no, the two teams of the 2010s. The, you know, Duke and Maryland were the teams of the decade in 2010, in the 2010 decades. Or 2010 decade, excuse me. Um... Which one is going to make it to the first title game of the 2020s? Funny that we're saying that. It seems so surreal that we didn't have a tournament last year. Honestly, kind of forget that at times. It feels like it was just yesterday that things were shut down, but here we are, 2021, Selection Sunday. Give me Duke. Duke and Carolina, tobacco road battle for the national title game in East Hartford, Connecticut. Give me the frickin' Tar Heels. I'm picking the North Carolina Tar Heels, Joe Brashy and his squad. I'm picking them to win the national title. Their first since 2016. And taking down their rival, the Duke Blue Devils, to do so. And hey, let's say that game goes into one, two overtimes. Because it likely will. I think both of those games this year have been... um, Both of those games this year, I think, were overtime contest, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the schedule's up, but I know they're both dang good games. Two dang good teams. Give me the Tall Heels over the Blue Devils to win the 2021 NCAA Division I Men's Lacrosse Championship. That is it for today's Selection Sunday reaction episode. As always, thank you all for listening. You can find us on this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. And wherever you get your podcast, leave a five-star review on the Apple platform. The only one that you can do that on, uh, believe. Um, you can find us on social media or connect with us, I should say, at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. My personal, at Tanner underscore Demling on Twitter. That is D-E-M. L-I-N-G. I know I've had some people ask me, how do you spell that? Um, it is D-E-M-L-I-N-G. Tanner underscore Demling is my personal on Twitter. The website is lacrossebucket.com. 
We are heading into the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. We'll have a whole heck of a lot of coverage on the site in the coming days. I'm excited. I know you're excited. You know, seeing that Selection Sunday show pop on the screen today after not having it last year literally almost brought me to tears. I love this game. You love this game. Again, thank y'all for listening, and we will see y'all on Thursday to preview the first round of what should be an exciting tournament. Very, very exciting tournament. Very tournament. A tournament that we should all feel blessed to have after having it taken away, taken away from us like it was last season. See y'all on Thursday. Take care. Have a great rest of the week.